Okay. Hello. Yeah. How are you this week? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, um, I'm very well indeed. from Book Club? Yeah. Yeah, I had far too many um, PIMS. We turned up hammered, so that was fun. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes. Always a good start. Always a good start to having a... I um intellectual conversation about books. I trod on a snail. Oh, week. how did that feel? Was it your barefoot? Socks. Oh, I know it was not pleasant. I mean, it's it's really unpleasant anyway for a number of reasons. But obviously, if you're a vegetarian, you care about the animals. There's also the fact that you've just killed something. I don't care about slugs and and that it's stuck between. Well, you've got a bit of a problem with the whole snail community. Yeah, you? I do. And they eat your they kale? eat my vegetables. They make us. No, that was the butterfly community. They came in, oh, they laid yeah. so many caterpillars that I literally could not see the kale for the caterpillar. Right. And it was really rather traumatic. I have never... Now, I love a butterfly. Yeah. But well, not, who doesn't? Come on. Not the white cabbage butterfly. Really? I don't even know. I think that's what they're called. They're white. They're just white. They're a plain white butterfly. Okay. They lay so many caterpillars. Uh-huh. Too many. Well, let me just say it dissipated it. No. De- <laughs> It decimated. It decimated. Okay. There was one minute it was kale, the next it was gone. It was like I was feeding the homeless caterpillars of the world. You, well, you were. But I was thinking about the treading on a snail thing. Mm. I was thinking of a good uh, would you rather, right? If you had to tread on one of the following. Okay, I'm with you. Wearing bare feet. Mm-hmm. Would you choose to tread on a snail, an upturned plug, or dog poo? <sighs> snail. Really? Without a doubt. No, with bare feet. Without a doubt. With the crunch and then the squelch between your toes. I cannot bear dog poo. <sighs> and a, and a ne- but and the dog poo, you can just go and wash off. <gasps> <laughs> Did you just gag a little bit? Yeah, no. <laughs> just like dog poo makes me, I can't, okay. I will only pick my dog's dog poo up if I'm alone. If not, it's my children's or husband's job. I can't. Okay. And I don't like it when people leave dog poo. Oh, I can't bear that. Don't like I'll it. I get angry with them. I make a make a shittison's arrest. <laughs> <laughs> Thank like you. Boom, boom. No. Uh, um, okay. What would you snap? Snap on? There's going to be lots of Are this Are you today. still drunk from Saturday? I might be slightly. Okay. Yes, that's how much I I would go for the dog poo. Oh, I wouldn't enjoy it. I just think upturn plug, horrific pain. Yes. Snail, just horrible the crunch would hurt as well you yes. like stab into your foot then you've got the squelch of actually killing mm. a thing mm. and you've got to clean that up that's just gross mm. dog poos obviously it's disgusting but you can wash it off i feel that it's worse so stepping on on a slug than a snail do you at yeah. least you haven't got the crunch then i think that that what is a slug if not just a naked snail it, well i think it is but it, there's something about the it like almost protects the impact of the squish, the house of the snail, the shell of it no. does. Do you know what? I don't like snails. Is a slug a homeless snail? <laughs> yeah, I reckon. the snails lord it over them? Yeah, go on, look at us. Yeah. yeah. Got a detached house. I do, I love a, do you know what I do love? It's a baby snail. They are so cute. They are cute. Baby snails are cute. Okay. We went to, I was thinking what else we did. We went to an Ed Sheeran concert, didn't we? We did go to an Ed Sheeran. He was banging. It's a terribly middle class thing mm. to do, isn't it? What, Ed Sheeran? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. yeah. It was good too, I knew it. Um, Lots of people who were drunk, I felt. Yes. Of course, you had the experience in the toilet. The woman in the toilet next to you. Oh, yes. I had a woman. She was obviously a little bit worse for wear. And she was just shouting, oh, no, I've done it again. <laughs> Which just was 
just like the poor woman. But why would you spend that much? I know. ridiculously expensive. That's what I was thinking. And then get drunk. And then forget the whole thing. You'd be like, yeah, that was worth that money. Yeah. I thought it was grand. I really enjoyed it. Now, Darren wasn't with you at the Ed Sheeran gig. And of course, uh, Ed plays some... um, Romantic ones. Some romantic tunes. Mm. Uh, So I came up and gave you a hug. Yeah. And you could not have been more disgusted. No, I enjoyed the hug. I enjoyed the hug. No, you just like, what are you doing? Get off me. I I think I felt I was having a moment with Ed in that time. And I came in third wheel. You know, he's definitely an Ed Sheeran and not an Ed, is he? He's not someone to go, say Ed. Ed. Think of his face. I mean, I think his friends probably call him Ed. I think they might call him Ed Sheeran. Mm, You call me Rebecca Elliott quite a lot. Yeah, because that's your name. Mm -hmm. I think... Yeah, it's kind of weird. So, um, yeah, my, my I've had a good week. My in-laws are in yeah. in town today. Right. Picked them up all the Sur- way from uh, all, the US of A. All the way. Uh, surprised my little girl because it's her. She's turning Aww. ten uh, this weekend. So they've come double figures. They I know, exciting. They've uh, come to surprise us. So we had all that. Everyone has kept this surprise Amazing. going on for ages. Took her to the airport in on the ruse that we were picking up a friend of my husband's, and. Uh, and it was could have been more of like it was the most perfect face, and then she jumped Aww. up and down, had a little cry, then jumped up and down in excitement. That's cute. Oh, it was gorgeous. It was a gorgeous moment. People, are you good at keeping secrets? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Oh, I just want to tell people. Well, no, I am actually. If someone tells me something, they definitely don't want me to tell yeah. somebody. And absolutely, yeah. no, I would keep it. I'm just yeah. saying, I'm not. It would, it would you'd, vex you'd me. Have it I'd, off I'd want to. Oh, it would be of... bursting out Ooh. of me. Let me tell you. Ooh. You're listening to, and possibly even enjoying, Don't Laugh But with Rebecca Elliott and Kirsty Hudson, two morons giggling their way through life. Okay, so today... Welcome to Don't Laugh But. Right, thank you. Today we're doing identity (laughs) in, uh, I think, probably a totally in vain hope to try and muster up some intelligence after the last two weeks absolute stupidity fests where we just look like complete morons frankly halfwits yes. you know yes i think um, we did i think we we accomplished that i think we reached a new low frankly last mm, week i think no i'm a little bit bored of people trying to be intelligent well i think there was an honesty to it and i, do, I don't think you'd often get two guys who would who would you know publicly say this is stuff we don't understand we no yeah no, I don't yeah. know, maybe. I just think even like when you understand things, that's only your understanding of them anyway. Yeah, but our understanding was very limited. Yes, we had no understanding. <laughs> so, so today we're doing identity. Identity. Which I think, because I was thinking about going for personality, but I think identity is a bit broader. Yes. And it kind of covers, obviously, your personality, uh-huh. wherever that comes from, nature, nurture, yes. that whole thing. But also like the roles you play, mother, sister, the, the job you have, all that, the roles What does society. identity mean to you? Uh, well, I think that. That's, <laughs> that's what you're saying. <laughs> I know, I was just, I think I was summing up. I think I was... Uh, oh, well, you're talking to the listener. <laughs> yes, I was talking okay, sorry. to the I'll, listener. I'll shut up and let you have a conversation yeah. with them. I was saying to you, you know, what does it mean? Because I've thought about this in the last three minutes. <laughs> you put a lot well, of research I've really in. thought about this. Well done. In, for literally uh, yeah. 90 seconds. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking about... Is that three minutes, 90 seconds? Nope. No. It's 120. I don't know. A lot, a few seconds. Anyway. <laughs> no. Uh, it's all right. Oh, it's going to go it's well from here onwards. Seconds. And I don't know if I know what my identity is. Like, you know when people say, mm-hmm. be yourself? Yeah. I'm not really clear on who that is. Okay. 
Do you do you know yourself? No, I mean, you... yeah, it's always a it's a moving entity as well, isn't it? It changes yes. as you grow up, but mm. it also it changes depending on who you're with. Mm. I'm a very different person if I'm just with my mum than if I'm on a work thing and meeting people than if I'm just with you. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a big party and all those people are there, you you just you've got to kind of balance that. All of that, absolutely. And I think none of those people are more me. You know, it's just all you, isn't it? It is. But if you just had to describe yourself. Would you be able to oh, find the adjectives no. to do so? No, <laughs> I'm sure you could find some adjectives to, to describe, describe you. Um, lovely, um, kind, and beautiful. Obviously, yes, are three those... that you would not use. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's hard, though, isn't it, it? It is difficult. And how much of your identity is due to your job? And I think if that's way that's too much that way, then yes. you get you know like people who retire and find they have suddenly got a lack of identity because too much of their identity was found through their role in their job. Uh-huh. And then they, that's gone, and then they kind of got to rediscover who they are outside of that role. Absolutely. And then before that even begins, does a certain personality type lend itself better to certain jobs? I mean, it must Definitely. do, right? Definitely. Like you think of like, uh, like I would never be brave enough to be a policeman, for example, to go into a, yeah. to to break a fight up, or to or to be a um, someone who who breaks uh, who breaks into things who you know not burglar <laughs> we can do that either. but you know policemen don't break into things no i'm talking about being a fireman you know when they go in yes, and they save yes, people yes, from yes. fires that's what they do i I've heard that yes yeah, it's, it's not a rumor it's true that's an intelligent star I, right there yeah i just would not be that brave enough to do so and i think there must be that i think often there's a problem when your when your personality and the, and the role that you have in your job are mismatched right and that's when you kind of often get uh identity problems problems with uh so you're literally playing with a toy car as I'm and well, <laughs> as I'm trying to talk to you. You're playing with a toy car. Well, they're just in, yeah. I was trying to make a point. Go ahead. I think when there's a mismatch, it's a fascinating one. Between, <laughs> Go ahead. Mismatch personality job. When, yeah. When, when if you're you know a, a non-empathetic person and, you, and you're a doctor, then clearly that's <laughs> going to be an issue. But equally, and what's often the case is if you're a really creative person but you're stuck in a non-creative job, mm. then that can lead to depression and mental health problems. And if if the two if the roles that you're stuck in, if you suddenly have to become a carer, which of course I did, and that's not your natural forte, mm. you've got to rediscover and find deep down in you the the oomph to, to fulfil that Absolutely. role and, and that, that can cause massive issues because not yeah. everyone takes ha- the things naturally and, I, and it, how do you find that how do you work that because sometimes you have to be doing those things like exactly. if you had to become a carer yeah. then how do you manage that do you is that that is that acceptance of that situation I mean, it has to be total acceptance I imagine yeah I think so I think in our house we always made sure that we weren't ever feeling like a family of carers for Clemmie right her family yeah but obviously you do have to do the caring you do have to do the cleaning and all of that right stuff and how do you how do you subcompartmentalize yeah, I, I mean I, I found it tough I think did you, so did you sometimes feel like more like her carer than her mum at times at times right I, I didn't like that right but in a way you know we all become carers when we have our first baby oh absolutely and you know obviously you've got this this being who's totally reliant on you for literally everything mm-hmm. and with Clemmie I mean, that just continued right. so like, always changing nappies sure. always getting her fed and, and obviously right. that gets exaggerated and you've got wheelchairs and stuff like that but it was very gradual yeah okay. um, i think it must be more tough if that suddenly happens with a, a an accident right. you know, family member suddenly becomes massively disabled yes or if you're you know your elderly relative suddenly comes to live with you and yeah all of those things certainly but must, a lot yeah. of people are naturally carers definitely and I'm, I'm not and really i'm not no i found motherhood 
particularly shocking to my it identity. Is, it is shocking. And found it really, really limiting for a long time. Yeah. Um, and found and I found it really hard and didn't think I would find it as hard. No, I'm with you. Although well, I... You don't really get told how hard it's going to no, be. No. And, and I think particularly if you're a big personality and if you really value your independence and all of that, it can be a shock to the system. And I found it incredibly isolating as well. Totally. And I felt it just... It lent to my insecurities hugely. I felt and still do that I'm always doing it wrong. Yeah. You know, like you'd go and see other mothers and they seem to be able to get out without, oh, with brushing their hair and not with food down themselves. And I can't that? do that now, you know. Yeah. And it, then it was just such a struggle. And well, I my, found, my mum always said that when you give birth to your first baby, you don't just give birth to a beautiful baby you give birth to a big bag of guilt mm. that you will carry the entire time yeah you have a child always yeah. thinking you're doing it wrong yes and i still think other mums well i mean i know other mums do it better than me but i always had that thing before i had kids things that i thought would come naturally mm-hmm. like when the little toddlers are speaking to their mum and going and the mum goes oh would you like a sandwich and like how did you mm. get that from that nonsense mm. and she's like when it's your own kid you'll understand I didn't the entire time until they started talking fluently in full mm, sentences mm, with proper grammar. Mm-hmm, Couldn't understand mm, a word. No, right? And when they wake you up at night, I like I loved them, but I didn't really like them in that moment. No, and I didn't know who I was at all. And you, you going back to this thing about knowing who you are. I think that when you become a mother, you have to let go of a lot of things about yourself because they're yeah. so all-encompassing. Yeah. But for I a do for a little bit. Yeah. I do feel it's important to maintain those things Absolutely. as well at the same time, because you're only a mother for a very finite time. I mean, you're always a mother, of course, yeah, yeah, even yeah. to your grown children. But, but that really needed, and it grows, yeah, you know, you, there's, period. You know, there's t- that will go, and then if you if you are all encompassing, then what's left? When when Absolutely, that, and when so, many, so many women just over the centuries have just given themselves over to motherhood and that's their identity at that mm, point. Mm. They are mum, that's what they do. Yes. Whereas actually if you keep your the, the whole of the rest of your personality, because your mum didn't have you just to have other kids, no. if you keep that all going, and it's, it's good for you, particularly sons, to see mums doing other stuff Doing they're other not stuff. just your mum yeah it's, they're a person yeah but they are, I, again I want to just go back to this point about who are we like as people you know like who, like I would struggle again to describe myself in different ways like I yeah I think I should know myself by now but I don't really and I surprise myself sometimes with my reaction I think because of my dad dying like quite when I was sort of 12 I, think I was going to ask about that I think I was quite identity. I think I was quite stunted in my emotional growth in my okay. emotional maturity um, and so I sometimes react as a child to things yeah um, and, and have to and remind myself, actually, I've got this. I'm a 45-year-old, very capable, competent woman. Mm-hmm. But that child voice is still very much in me. Yeah. Like, for example, the other day I was watching this this, this man who died at 37 years old, same age as my dad had died. Right. Uh, and then I read he died. It was a drug-related death. Okay. And he had three children. And I felt how selfish. And it wasn't me who was saying that. It was a child within me that was saying that. Because yeah, it felt yeah. like... Like my dad had died, nothing, he didn't do anything. He died. It was like that little girl in me going, That's not fair. Why, why would you do that's that to your family? Yeah. You know, and I just found, but because of course, I absolutely don't think that as my real true adult self now, you know, yeah. I'm very compassionate. I understand the drugs are an issue and a health issue rather than anything else. But yes, I do, I still not sure that I absolutely, like, like I said, when someone says be yourself, I'm not sure who that whole of myself also, is. Also, that is the worst piece of advice oh, you can gosh, give to someone. When, you know, when they go to an interview and you go, yeah. Be yourself. 
Like, no, don't be yourself. Be mm. someone way better, mm. like much more polite mm. and some suit to the job. Don't yeah. go in there and just slob about yeah. like yeah, you yeah, would yeah. at home. Yeah, and, and it's all that thing with um, identity as well, with imposter syndrome. Like, yeah. I don't belong in this area. And oh, I think, God, you know, this is it all. Yeah. This is a, this is someone much better than me. Absolutely. Actually, a lot of creative people <gasps> have that. Yeah. I think, though, I think it's a very human trait. Yes. I think that we all just feel like they all know what they're doing. The reality is where most of us are faking most of the stuff. Absolutely, we play a role. Yeah, uh, John Paul Sartre talked about this with right. like existentialism. Oh yes. Um, have I talked about this before? Do tell us. Let's find <laughs> out. <laughs> let's, let's hear it. So, uh, so he was saying that, like, the waitress, for example, right, isn't in and of herself a waitress. She's playing the role of the waitress, and we kind of we see people in life and we think they are that person. They are only that person. But all, all any of us are doing and playing the role. We're playing the role of mother. Mm-hmm. We're playing the, the role of author. Mm-hmm. We're playing, we're, that's not ourselves. We, we're our essence human beings. And, so yeah. are we within that? Does that go even further in that, like, we pay, like I'm playing the role of Kirsty and you're playing the role of Rebecca? Mm-hmm. Is that, does, it go, does it go into that? Or is it just the roles, the, the actual roles we play in life? I can't really remember. I studied them 25 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> It was a good point up until then. Yeah, I that, and, and yeah, yeah Marx. Marx talked about right. alienation. And that, is that Karl Marx? That's that's the one. I always think As sometimes to Bobby Marx, <laughs> lesser known brother. Yeah, but was there a Marx that also killed lots of people? His so Karl Marx's theories on socialism, right? And um, what's the word? And you know, communism. Thank you. Right. Ooh, well done. Woo. <laughs> uh, led to the deaths of many, many, many people under Stalin and people who took it further. So uh, Marx was calling for a revolution, but at his heart, at the heart of his work and his early work particularly, he had a damn good point. Right. Which is basically the workers, the people working in factories, the people working the land, the people doing all that, uh, aren't getting any satisfaction through the work because they don't see the products that they make, they don't experience, they don't get any of the highs that the the rich people get in capitalist right. society right rich get richer poor get poorer that kind of thing so he was saying that at our essence we are productive creative human beings all of us and when half of those people are shoved in uh having to do jobs that they cannot bear their entire lives and never see the 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 stuff that they make that never I'm not describing it very well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Uh, they end up um, sort of depressed and alienated from their true selves, which is, okay. you know, part of the problem with capitalist society. But then he goes on to say, so we should, you know, have a revolution and go and kill all the bourgeoisie. And um, and is that where Stalin got his thing? Yeah, pretty much. But at, at its at its core, there is an alienation between your identity and the, and the role you have to play. Mm-hmm. But equally, going back to uh, your thing about like your dad dying and like obviously Clemmy and becoming uh, mothers and stuff, the stuff that does change your identity in uh, a, sh- a shocking way can also obviously be incredibly positive oh absolutely even yes. the horrible stuff can, can be a gift in that it does change your identity for better and you dig deeper and you find stuff you didn't know you had absolutely. and you would never have known you had had you not gone through that or yeah absolutely and that's survival kind of thing yeah you are one of the most emotionally aware people i know and i think a lot of that probably comes from you know going through grief and all of that and yeah that's what i was going to say absolutely that that does give you it gives you a real sense of compassion for yeah. i mean that compassion can because we've talked about this in the past that you can uh li- li- you can read an article about someone dying and you can literally live that grief for a moment yeah which is sometimes yeah. incredibly painful absolutely. but that allows you to really get into the depth and understanding of how other people are feeling 
and that's a beautiful thing. I feel very lucky and blessed to have that. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Um, I think with the whole thing as well, when I was a teenager and probably going into university, like I had a whole probably rather fictitious kind of identity, like a kind of yeah. I think a lot of people do. Yeah, because I was finding I didn't know who I was. I was all yeah. like thinking I was down with the drug kind of taking kids. Yeah. I've never really taken drugs, you know. What I mean, but I was in that kind of role and like yeah, you know, and oh, I'm so kind of cool and. Like I'm probably I'm. Like, I think a lot of teenagers play the role of the rebel and aren't don't yes. necessarily feel it. No, because it's inside. Yeah, yeah. But they, they do say that a lot of teenagers' sort of um, emotional issues and issues with depression and all that kind of thing, which is very real, is yes, some of it's hormonal, but obviously it's not all hormonal. No, in that they are um, they're going through an identity crisis, right. and so they really. St- strongly and keenly feel that difference that I am so different with mum and dad and probably arguing with them and all of that than I am with my mates where they all think I'm you know life and soul of the party whatever that those two things and you are look so like your mates. totally different yeah because you look like your mates you, you right. do the same things as your mates right. and all of those things but you know? up to that point till very recently you've been the little kid at home mm. that, so the, the problem is that, who am I mm. which one of these people mm. am I I'm trying to decide that and, and, I actually, and that's yeah, you know, I, but it's I, equally the most interesting period oh in my life, gosh that's why I like about, writing about it I was going to say yeah absolutely why you've written yeah that the book about it which I think is really exciting because it's all of those emotions I just think that. teenage years are the most fascinating um, years when you know, you're I'm even loving it I'm loving it with my son I'm loving yeah. watching him evolve into this person and his compassion and his beauty and his kindness and his rather hideousness at times of course uh, absolutely um, but I just think you know this is a, it feels an honour it was yeah. an honour to be yeah. raising him. Do you know what I mean? But I truly do believe, like, even though I feel like I play a role in his life, he comes through me very much. He's not of me. Yeah. And he will be accountable and make choices of his own life. And that feels really exciting to watch. And I like that because it's a bit like it's becoming now a choice to love me and a choice to spend Absolutely. time with me. And that feels so lovely that he still wants that. Exactly. Because he's yeah. choosing that. Yeah. You know? Not because you, you got it. But, you there know? was a woman on the radio this morning who was um, talking about how she... Uh, she works with teenagers and she has her own teenagers at home and she just said that she she has found it the most rewarding bit of motherhood absolutely and you just don't hear that often enough so wonderful you just yeah. hear the cliche that oh wait should they become teenagers oh, oh nightmare with a teenager that like we just hear that over and, and yeah obviously there is all that stuff and i know i'm not there yet and all of that but you know, I love of course, teenagers. yeah, and it is it is scary, and it also things because they're going out and they're doing their thing, and it's yes. like, are they okay? But I just feel oh, like I was just like, you know, oh. every Friday, face down in a field. <laughs> you, know, you didn't even have a phone. You took your life into your own hands Absolutely. from the age of fourteen. Absolutely. At least they got phones now. Yeah, this is the thing, and I just, I just, I think it's exciting. But I do feel we place too much on ourselves as as mothers. I know certainly I do. I feel like if he does something wrong or something bad happened and whatever, the stuff that I would place on myself would be really hard to manage. And I think we need to let those things go that there comes a point where you have to go, you know, I've done my best. Yeah. Let's just hope it's good enough. Do you know what I mean? We'll see how it goes. Absolutely. We'll see how it goes. But um, And there is a pressure on teenagers now. So I didn't want to just talk about teenagers. No, but hey, to, I think it's big, to big define identity, their own identity mm, and mm. to put it in a box mm. and then you feel they... Or, they feel they have to kind of take that box with them into adulthood. So yeah. whether that's obviously the sexual identity thing or identify, you know, people who've got mental health issues. I I think the titles are bandied about and putting themselves in boxes too much mm-hmm. in that I think they feel they can never get out of that. Like, yes. I, I am a depressed person. I'm a person with, I, I am a person who da 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 Yes. And actually you can 
change every six months you absolutely can and and doesn't make those things not very 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 real no and important and all of those bounce back you can go this way you can go that way you can try that for a bit you can do you know and i think identity around mental health is rather interesting because when you break your leg you don't say i am a broken leg Mm -hmm. but you do say i am depressed yeah, it becomes your person, you your identity. That, yeah. You know, and I wonder if we can, if we, I don't know, I have had depression in my life, uh, but I do wonder if we can just go, I am per- a person who's experiencing depression at yeah. this moment. If that allows a, just a tiny bit of space. Again, I don't know, I've had depression, but it wasn't like some of the awful depressions I do hear people having. Yes. So, but I do wonder if we can, because we do seem to... The words we use, the semantics we use are a little bit yeah. problematic. Is it, yeah, I am a depressed person. Yes. Person, yeah. And what you said about the teenage thing as well, it's all like, oh, that way to be teenagers. Are we placing that a little bit on young people? Are we yeah, going... Yeah, I, I think so. You know, you're going to do this. Yeah. You know, like I, said, like I said to my son, just don't be a cliche, it's really boring. If you're going to go kick off, that's just... Everyone's yeah. done that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's boring. And and of course, I, that, of course I love. And it's really, I suppose it's quite nice in some ways to go oh it's because it's hormones or it's whatever because it does allow us a little bit of it will pass kind of absolutely but yeah i think i think all those things around identity something we have to be careful with because we are not a label and we are so complex and so many so many different layers and all of those things around us how much of your identity do you think is down it is hung up in your job Mm, and without that would you think that your identity would suffer does that make sense mm. obviously you're a stand-up comedian that's such an all-encompassing kind of yeah i mean there was definitely a lot of times defining that, kind of job right? yeah there's definitely been a lot of times in my life that i just like saying i do stand up because i like yeah i remember reaction. going to a posh restaurant you you said that within about five oh, seconds of going in there yeah, absolutely. i'm a stand-up comedian like, yeah. he didn't ask yeah I, he didn't yeah, ask i'm not sure i said it's such a desperately needy hello you really you really did oh totally you went like, in there like a compare no, I lo- yeah i love i love the <laughs> actually where'd you come from you know i always find it surprising when people aren't interested in me you know <laughs> i'm just like i've got like some of my like yeah sometimes people just i mean i just because i find myself so endlessly fascinated i'm like obviously like why are they not interested in who i am yeah well like i had at the hairdresser which said what do you do i went all through illustration that's nice like that with like really yeah nothing yeah You've got nothing because yeah. i think that's really interesting <laughs> And let me tell you why. I'm going to tell you anyway. Yeah, that's what I should have said. I'm yeah. going to tell you all I about know. it. I know. And, and it... you will sit there and be fascinated. Yeah. Like I'll say, like, like when people go, oh, it's the hardest job, right? Because like, like we all know, really, it isn't. Like going into the army and being shot at is much harder. It's a little bit harder. Or saving someone's life on an operator, much harder, yeah. you know? But I do love it when people say that. Do you? Yeah, of course I do. Cool, yeah. Yeah. That's how yeah. good I am. Oh, yeah. I do the hardest job ever. You know what I mean? Like, Put myself up. in front of the firing line every yeah. night. Yeah and, yeah. Then, yeah, and I'll always say, I'll always like, yeah, well, just you, wait, you see me, you can be the judge of that. You know what I mean? I'll yeah. always, like do a little bit of self-deprecation. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's that hard. Yeah. Are you good at self-deprecation? <laughs> I've never heard that. I, I, I have my moments. Okay, well mm. done. Around others. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. how you're even bigging up how good you are at self-deprecation. <laughs> <laughs> the best at self-deprecation I'm amazing at putting myself there absolutely yeah. you're listening to the opinions of Rebecca Elliott and Kirsty Hudson why I don't know that's something you need to ask yourself like I there are times where I really don't like myself do you know what I mean like there are times where I do something and I have guilt around it but yeah. generally I quite like myself and I think that we don't give ourselves permission enough to like ourselves to like ourselves to go do you know what I mean so if you don't like yourself like how's anyone else going that's to that's right and you're going to F up 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to say stuff that's mean and cruel and you're going to say stuff that's unkind. But See, I've, I've had counselling recently, as you sure. know, mm-hmm. and uh, and she was... Um, she was brilliant, but she was talking about, like, the voice the voice in my head that says, if I do something wrong, even, like, tripping up on the street, mm. like, something embarrassing mm. or something wrong or whatever, the voice in my head would just go, you effing idiot. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell are you doing? Like, really, really rough. Mm. And I kind of thought that was normal. And she's like, you've got to talk to yourself in your head like you would talk to your kids yeah like it's all right darling it's okay you didn't mean to do that you didn't mean to say that thing Uh and that's been a revelation i still can't do it i'm working on it but that was a revelation like oh we we talk to ourselves like that i know i know okay if i can obsess about stuff like if something if something and i'm worried about something like i'm gonna just be kind to like just yeah i want you to take that away again i talked about brene brown last last thing she tells her this whole thing about guilt and shame about um how you know there's that it's like the guilt and the shame is that i mm-hmm. i've done something wrong or i am wrong you know like you've just yep. done so wrong and that's okay but i'm not good at forgiving myself and i'm not good at allowing myself to make mistakes yeah uh, i see mistakes as a failure and i see well if i think of things as a failure i might think of myself as a failure and all of those kind of things and yeah. it can easily go down into that cycle but overall i can honestly say no i'm all right yeah, I was thinking about saying sorry the other day because I'm not great at saying sorry. I can say sorry now, but I, anyway. But when I say sorry, I don't want it acknowledged. I want it written off. <laughs> right. Uh. <laughs> if I say sorry to someone... That's done. Yeah. It's over. Like, it happened the other day and they went, oh, that's okay, it's okay. And I was thinking, no, no. I want you to say, no, you don't say sorry, never silly. That's oh. what I want. I want it dismissed, oh. not acknowledged. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you now. If okay. it's a small thing, I'm talking yeah. about a small thing. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, or someone go, no, yeah, come on, you've got to apologise. If someone says, someone go, thank you. That, yeah, that means a lot. If some, that's interesting. If someone said sorry to me, even though if I didn't want to forgive them, I'd, go, I'd do that. I know, don't worry about it. Right. I would do that. Right. But, but Dismiss I'm not, my sorry. But I'm not sure that's good, though. That's no, good. it's not. It's, it's not. not. I realise I don't come out that well. No, I don't mean you. I mean the fact that I go, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, uh, yeah. Because maybe oh, okay. it is just good to go, no, that wasn't fine. Yeah, and I'm I sure, like the I'm way sure you it, it is. But, but just... from your way, I totally would get that. Like, I would feel like, oh, no dismiss it come on I've said sorry yeah because yeah, no. then I thought I should be apologising more because clearly you were expecting more well, like also I, I what feel m- more guilty now but what more can you say than sorry I don't know but I felt like I should it was the voice in my head going you idiot yes say sorry again yes uh, mistaken identity have you ever gone up to anyone oh my son did that the other day Mm-hmm. We were at a festival and we were with some friends, one of our friends, Jen, and uh, he went off to the toilet or something and then saw Jen in a crowd. And I went, Jen! 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 Like going towards it, right towards the back of it. Jen! And then this woman turned around, it wasn't Jen. Oh. <laughs> of course, Toby being 11 didn't say, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he just turned around and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> walked off. Oh, that's yeah. That I absolutely get mortified when I wave to someone. And have then you done that? Have you done that? Oh, you wave to a lot of people in the street, and I'm not convinced <laughs> that you know many of them. <laughs> I know. I mean, every you wave to everyone. I right. wave to everyone. You, all right. All right. Oh. It's not an all right. It's all right. All right. All right. It's more of a chin nod. Like it's a, a chin nod. It's like you're raising your chin to them. Really? I raise my chin to you. Okay. In a welcoming That's because everyone's taller than you. You know, like if we were in a, if we were in India, we would say Namaste, which means yeah. I'll see the light in you, right, or something yeah. like that. Let's start saying that, not no. I. Or if oh, someone... and you did the oi oi to me the other day. Oi oi. Oi. Right across town. Yeah. Going into a posh shop. You were going to the. Oi oi, idiot. 
fastest shop ever. You know what's what I find more embarrassing? If someone beeps someone, then you wave and you realise they're not beeping at you. <gasps> oh, I do that all the time. Someone's waving at someone behind you. You go, no, it's not me. It's not your wave back. <laughs> what do you do? You bring your hand down. Yeah, you, you know, yeah. do your hair. <laughs> so, yeah, I knew it wasn't me. I knew no. I didn't know you. Can we do- oh, hang on. Oh. Have I ever told you about when... Uh, that you love me. Have no. I ever told? No, that's no, not how told it goes. you lately. Have I told? No. Told? No. Okay, no. Well. Do you want to keep singing the bad, the wrong lyrics to songs? Or have I told you lately that I love you? Aww. No. Um, that was so, a beautiful moment. That was a beautiful moment. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. So me and my husband. Yeah. Pic- picture the scene. Okay. Are you picturing it? I'll close my eyes. So we're in. No, you're looking at your phone. I'm pick look. We were. Very <laughs> close. I've shown my clothes. We eyes. were in Pizza Express. Oh. Yeah, Don't like I know. This was many years ago. Okay. Okay. Uh, this when Pizza is... Express seemed like a, you know, <laughs> like a fancy a place treat. to go. Yeah. Are you pre-children? I no, I think it was post Clemmy. Okay. From, you know, pre the other two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were in there having a meal, just the turbos, mm-hmm. before we were going out some, with some friends mm-hmm. later in Colchester. Okay. Matt was sitting opposite me, at the little table, and Matt suddenly saw behind me, saw his mate Lee. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, Matt looked at Lee. And Lee looked at Matt and Matt sort of went to get up and my Lee, eyes are still closed so they need to be Lee went to get up at no. the same time uh-huh. um, Matt went to wave at his mate Lee and Lee went to wave at the same time and it's at that moment that Matt realised that it wasn't his mate Lee and the restaurant wasn't twice the size he thought it was it was actually a mirror and he was waving at himself <laughs> <gasps> what he thought so he looked do they look a lot alike yeah both bald and wearing glasses and I think because he knew he was seeing his mate later he just thought Oh, that, oh, that guy's it? looking at me. And it wasn't, it was and him. it was him oh, I love looking that. at himself. I love that. And he just got up to wave, then realised quickly, lowered oh, his hand. I'm waving at myself. What a twat. Oh, that is. I, did I tell you about once when my granddad got in the wrong car? I think I did. No. He'd gone, so, oh, my granddad was the sweetest, kindest man. And he'd got into Sainsbury's and come out. And he just got into this car. And he said, let's go, Marion. Touched a knee like that. <laughs> and he just sat there, like, just not looking, like, waiting for it to go. And he just saw this woman was staring at him in horror. Oh. And he's all like, you're not Marion. <laughs> you're not Marion. And he went, I'm so sorry, dear. And just got out of the car. Slowly like, got out yeah, of the car. And just like, and he was a big man. Like, it must oh. have been, oh, that poor woman. But he just, he just, let's go, Marion. And it was, and Amazing. he tapped at me. Oh, yeah. Uh, a friend of mine I was speaking to the other day, their grandma once drove the wrong car home from the supermarket. So the key worked. This was like, it was it was the same make of car. Right. So she got in the wrong one, you know, Ford Fiesta or whatever. She mm-hmm. got in one that wasn't hers and drove it all the way home. Oh, the rest she of the family didn't. Went, That's, whose car's that? Sure, it was my car. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it oh, no. That's going to be terrible. Can we touch on the delicate... <laughs> pause after the word touch that I was so scared at that moment (laughs) (laughs) a lot of things flashed through that's a moment that lasted a lifetime for me (laughs) can we touch Mm. (laughs) I like that that was beautiful Uh, can we um, can we go uh, fondle (laughs) can we caress yeah uh huh spoon um can we, I have to say, I can't think of any words. Can we touch on the delicate hmm. subject that is national identity for a second? Yeah. I find this whole thing really quite interesting. I don't see 
myself as any uh, the fact that i happen to be born in this country is absolutely nothing to do with me right so i find it really peculiar that someone would somehow then take that as something that defines their identity i'm like, with you I d- i'm with you however i'm with you when it's when it's used for basically xenophobic kind of premises and i'm, I'm not big on on uh being patriotic at all right however one can't help but escape the fact that your identity is massively contributed to by the culture and society that you live in so the fact that we have been brought up in england britain has obviously massively affected us but i'm with you i don't take that as i have got it that i'm in some way above people who haven't got that i don't see why something would be better no i think of course i I don't think one society should be better than another or that i I don't get the whole sort of national pride thing i'm with you it's a lottery where you get yeah i do understand i do absolutely understand that we can't help but be defined by our cultures and the way the the country that we're raised and and all of those things but i just think I think that sometimes I find it odd that we allow it to define us. Um, yes. That I find that something that I can't, I just, it has got nothing to do with me. Do you fact, think there's a Britishness? I think. Or an Englishness? Oh, you know, that whole ab- kind of absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Like when we, as we, you know, in London the other weekend and, and Darren was just saying, like, it's so interesting, like how English people just queue all of the time. Oh, yeah. But, you know, and we were in a restaurant, in sorry, in the cafe of the hotel of the, for breakfast and some people, some foreigners, you know, mm-hmm. they weren't English, just totally ignored the queue and went around the other way and said, oh, come here and had no, there was no... Oh, queue etiquette is that important. Was no, but it was actually refreshing to see, though. It was refreshing to see. That's what right, what was refreshing? Refreshing that they did, that they just went and they did apologise for it and it's when it sat down. Like, it was like... We get so hung up on politeness and, you know, like... If politeness is important. Well, it is to a certain point, but I just Fairness, think... Fairness, you know. You know, when you're going on a bus, no, you go first, no, you go first. I'll go first. Shall I oh, go yeah, first? You know, go or, forever, All of those sort of things. And I just think... No, you know, but I think that's quite nice. I, I think, like, yeah, I think that's something nice. something I do enjoy. Because another bit of, you know, Britishness is the, the louty kind of, you know, yeah. kind of drunkards. Which is really boring. Which obviously we're way worse than any what, other yeah, country in Europe. What I did notice is the difference between because I really love to stay part of the EU and all those things because I'm so liberal lefty and all those Same stuff um, but I find what I did notice between the European like the mainland Europeans and us yeah. is how much bread they took at breakfast they they were, t- they were like taking the whole French loaf to really? their table <laughs> like oh because of, and the cheese they whole loaf but in general they're thinner than us how does that totally work? thinner but where they, does that bread go i don't know but maybe they just can metabolize it much easier maybe, maybe. I was, but, I now, but, but wait a minute because you you spent a long time there saying uh, britishness does is not has nothing to do with my identity and then you went yeah but there is a britishness there yeah there is i mean there so is. you're just saying that you have managed to circumnavigate the britishness but everyone else is british or are you saying that the, the identity thing is different? I think they're different things. I think they. I think they're different things. I, I think it's your relationship to it. I think it's our. I think it's our relationship with that, that identity, isn't it? Like it's all crazy. Like you know, there's, it's, yeah, there's this I wonderful. Agree. Of course, I'm talking from a place of white privilege right now. But there's this amazing author who has studied race for years, and she says consistently that you know there is no races there's one race is the human race and i think that we forget that sometimes again i'm totally with again, you again totally again i let's say i'm talking from places what because i don't have the experience of of afro-caribbeans african-americans within the world sure. who have stuff placed upon them because of race and stuff but we are just on this tiny planet yeah rolling around and somehow we have been we 
we don't need to have that tribalism anymore because yeah. it's it's outdated and line borders are set up to serve only limitations rather than absolutely so I, but I, I do like the Englishness of myself I like that like yeah. I sort of uh, I'm very not English in many ways in that I'm an oversharer I tell you everything I don't have a stiff upper lip right isn't that a weird saying like can I try doing a stiff upper lip so we'll, we'll stop talking in a second no you crack on try and do a stiff upper lip no I'm not going to because you look foul <laughs> Why do we say a stiff upper lip? I don't know. I had so many things to say when you were running on there. And they, Come and share they them now. They all escaped from share my brain. Share them now, Rebecca Ellis, now. because the listeners need I to hear it. I think it's okay to be kind of... But whenever I start talking, you pick up your phone. I, I was just checking. We have phone. spoken about this. We need to listen to each other. I am listening. I, I'm a multitasker. We're going to have to go to couples counselling. <laughs> go on. She doesn't listen. Uh-huh. She never listens. Mm-hmm. She looks at her phone all the time. Mm-hmm. She's doing it now. Mm-hmm. I'm listening now. Come. I think it's okay to be kind of... Um, not proud i think proud is a dodgy word but kind of um to enjoy your britishness or englishness or whatever without thinking it in some way makes us better and that's the problem yeah, yeah that, that was it that was what i was gonna say i mean it wasn't really going anywhere God, you were just ranting about how you were waiting to say no, that i had other stuff they've it's floated out of my head because i have a slightly skittish identity you have a okay? floater yes a floater Philosophy asks the question about identity. Mm-hmm. When you say philosophy, all I can think of is Akuna Matata. When you say that, why? My philosophy, Akuna Matata. It's my philosophy. Oh yeah, okay, no. fine. Yeah, well done. Speak your truth. No, keep. Let's keep talking about the Lion King. Have you seen the new Lion King? No, that has angered me. Mm. It's angered me that they made it. It's not a live-action version. It's a different version of animation. There are no real animals in that. It's just a different way of animating. And they've made precisely the same film, just animating it a different way. Why? I don't know. (laughs) You just really hurt your hand, didn't you? Live action. I don't know. Anyway. I've got nothing. Do you think you're... What are you doing I now? If I, if I spoke into that side of the microphone, does it sound just, different? Just talking to the microphone like a normal human. I'm with you. <laughs> Philosophy says, or asks the question, mm-hmm. how do we know or what makes us the same person with the same identity as we were, say, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago? Because if it's memory, then obviously memories fade. So they use the example of, I don't know, basically a, a 25-year-old doctor who can remember when he was 10 and he caught a ball and then you've got a 65 year old retired doctor who can remember fixing you know fixing people like doctors did Mm -hmm. when he was 25 but he's forgotten the ball thing Mm. so you could say well the 25 year old is clearly the same person if you use memory as the guy the boy who caught the ball because he remembers that but hang on a minute is the 65 year old not the same person as the boy because he can't remember that or do we trace memories back Dun, 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 dun. but still you have problems with memory and obviously memory fades mm. um, but if you say it's well you've, you've always been in the same body so that's how you're the same person but all our cells regenerate like countless times mm. and if you do say it's the body that is a problem for believing in any kind of life after death because then clearly you don't have the body so you want to say that what makes you the same person is not reliant on the physical are you with me in any way? Well, I was about to say, well, thank you, philosophy. <laughs> that is a really interesting question. Thank you. And it is because... I did say thank you, philosophy. I know, yeah. I took <laughs> But I take took it, take it, take it. Because I think, I mean, 
Really? We are never the same person, are we? If you think like no. when, so when you're a baby, you're like, you know, in this baby body, and then when you're an old woman or an old man, yeah. you are that person. So identity is incredibly transient. Absolutely. And does that mean that we have many lives within one life? It is a bit like that. It and is it's, a it's bit ever like more that. sharp when you talk That's about children. Yes. Because obviously their periods happen so quickly and over so quickly yes and you kind of think i mean obviously i have actually lost a child but we all lose our children mm. and there is there is kind of a grief in that when you look at pictures oh i look at pictures of toby when he was three he was a, I mean, he's oh. beautiful now but he was this beautiful blonde absolutely crazy little ball of energy and you think I'm, i miss him i miss like, that, i love yeah, toby yeah. do you know what i mean because yeah. that was like a different guy totally yeah it's a really obvious thing to say but it's yeah but we do all have but there's such a truth loss. there's such a truth in that that it that is so normal but actually it's in, it's kind so of Heartbreaking. Huge though, isn't it? Really, to think yeah. that we have all these different people in this one life. And my mum talks very much about that after me, like with me dad dying. Mm. Like that was like a, a real, in a sense, another lifetime ago. Right. You know, and and her life, like, so say, say her, she went away and traveled with my dad and then, then he died and mm-hmm. some people stayed here and their lives really never really changed that much. Right. You know, right. but they but they still look different and, and all of those things. And you know like it's so weird. Like when you're living somewhere else, like other people's lives are still happening, but you are not there. It's like that is that really existing in that time? How do you know yep. it's really exists? I mean it's a very existential thing, isn't it? <laughs> like it's really hurt my head. It, I can <laughs> see the pain like it's really like I think that is that is the most one of the most interesting things. Well, we that... only get to experience the world and see the world through our eyes. Yes. So we're, yeah, we're, when we're not, so I, I I kind of think that when you walk down the street and you see all these, you know, you walk down a town, and you see hundreds and hundreds of people walking past you, and you think how big your world is in your head and all the love in there and all the people and all the problems and all mm-hmm. the life and the past and the future, and it's so huge, obviously, because it's you. I mean, mm. you are huge. You are the hugest things to yourself because you are it, mm-hmm. right? And then you think in each of these heads. There's all, walking that. Down. there's all that going on and then like when, there's all these little worlds yes and then when you die that won't be there anymore and when they die the world dies that that, that world yeah. that just distinct world the way they saw it and all their loves and losses and experiences yeah. just okay. gone and that's why they want my dad like how can that possibly like you know energy can't be destroyed destroyed and created and all that kind of mm. stuff so surely where does that go i mean yeah. and to me that whole i love the idea that really in a way every day is like a death and a rebirth of ourselves and every day you yeah. can choose to be who you want to be in that day absolutely and there's so much gray in our identities yes even for people who do horrific things i know we've kind of said this before mm-hmm. there is light in that life as well mm-hmm. there is or, and reasons why they've done that mm-hmm. that kind of thing mm-hmm. and I think often for like for parents who have been like really crappy parents they can get a rebirth as grandparents mm-hmm. and I think I think that's a nice thing to have that second chance yes. and I just think your identity can change you can be like really crap to this person or a really terrible parent but actually you went out and you saved this other but there's so much grey mm. and I don't think we like to see ah, and and the y- media does not like to see grey oh I absolutely think. not and is your identity different through the other eyes of? it's very different through the eyes of other people I know I dread to think what people think I of me know, right? I know so that identity when you spoke about the person who was a dreadful parent and but saved another life so to that person that they saved the life of the hero to that person that they were the bad parent to the villain so really we are so many things all at one time along with having our identity changed from baby to 
to death, you know. Yeah. So uh, literally, there were so many things Multi, going on. Multi-faceted. Yeah, and I think also, you know, you talked about how the media doesn't want to see, only wants to see black and white. Yeah. We do that in ourselves to protect ourselves because if someone does something really bad... Yeah, we think that they're a bad person. They're a bad person because I wouldn't do that because the thought of ourselves, you know, it kind of, it, it makes a huge separation where the reality is, isn't is there yeah. something could we easily do something who knows absolutely given the right kind of circumstances yeah. or whatever you know yeah. so I find yeah I think I think um, this has been a really interesting conversation for myself I think I, I just, my identity has definitely changed and I, I don't know if do you see yourself as like pre dad dying and post? Do you mm. does that feel mm. did that feel like a cut like a line yes, was absolutely. drawn? Like safety was gone totally yeah. after my dad. Died. Talking about it feels like a different life mm. and your mum saying mm. that. And I, to me, like there's pre Clemmy. Yeah. Then there was Clemmy was alive. Of course. And now there's the after bit. And yeah. those three sections mm. seem entirely different. And I I am entirely different, oh, I you think, must in those be, yeah. three different sections. Absolutely. And also for you, I think, as well, like, those changes, are, because you became quite a mother quite young. Yeah. And then the mother to a rather, you know, seriously ill child, really young. Mm-hmm. And though that those things must be well, unfathomable to someone yeah. who hasn't experienced that. And then to then to lose that child on top of that, and then to then find out who you are after that, all of those things yeah. is really... I mean, they're so vast and broad. But then... You are experiencing this. You just get on with it in lots of ways. Yes, you exactly. Know. You do. It's yeah. I mean, I think. And actually, finding a finding a partner, obviously, been married twenty one years, mm. similar to yourself, mm-hmm. who who is willing to put up with you mm. and to go along for the ride, knowing knowing that you know when when people get married, I think when young people get married, they don't often think about. I didn't the fact that it is going to be many many years, and the person you're married to say will be a different person. But as long as you sign up to kind of go along mm. with that ride. I know. Yeah, I remember, yeah, talking about, like, you're not the young, exciting person, you know. Yeah, people get divorced because, oh, he's not the person I married. Well, no, well, who not. is and the person yeah. like they and were would 10 you years want him ago? to be that person? I wouldn't, like, Darren excites me way more now than then because he's like, I because also I was wouldn't want to be someone who's going out with someone the main of a 20-year-old, you know? Yeah. Like, I right. want to be someone who's on my level of maturity and all of those things. And... And of course, I, do you have a level of maturity? No, uh, was your chicken just an issue? Chicken just tried to attack you. Ooh, that was quite terrifying. Uh, do I have a level of maturity? God no. And I really hope also, to never have one. Go on. I'd quite like to hear you say unfathomable again because that was fun. <laughs> I think <laughs> next time I'm going <laughs> without fathom. Fathom. Without is case that word fathom. Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't yeah, fathom. Yeah, no, it. the word was good. It was just when you Unfath- said unfathomable. Unfathomable. <laughs> I really can't say I'm totally. Tricky. Yeah. You know, say. in that picture as well, it's almost like he's got like a Harry Potter. Oh, you slagging off my picture again? Slagging off. Come on. Is that, did you. Uh, I painted a picture of Dobby the other day, and that is awesome. I'll show you that in a minute. Did you know that we have a, uh, we have a, uh, um, a garden centre called Dobby? What? We have in here, we have a garden centre called Dobby. Do we? Yeah. Okay. I mean, is that interesting? Well, it's weird that that was like a, like a character I mean, in. Yeah, Harry Potter. he's a good character in Harry Potter. But he's probably named after, you know, Mr. Mr. James Dobby, the gardener or something. It's fine. I mean, it is a normal oh, word. not the character. I'm just saying, I mean, I think that's something that you would have told me in our private time, and I would have given it five seconds. Not when we're podcasting. It doesn't, it doesn't seem quite up to that no, but it's level. Fine. I mean, I know we don't have a high level, 
But I like to think more than, isn't it interesting that there's a garden centre in Bury St Edmunds called Dobby? I don't think they said that it was interesting. I found it quite odd. That, that, I found that was a strange name for garden centre anyway. And I thought the man in Harry Potter was called Dobby. No. But it's Dobby. Anyway. Oh, is this going to pick up? No, that's it. That's all I have on the whole Dobby. And uh, I did buy some carrots from there. Plants a little while ago. That is it. I find it interesting that if I just look at you, just keep going. You don't at any point pause. Carry on. I've got a lot to say. I've got, I've got things to share. People to speak to. People care. So I can keep going. It's all right. Do you know my overriding memory from the Ed Sheeran concert? Mm-hmm. It was uh, you getting out of the taxi. <laughs> what? Well, that was a high taxi. And, that was a high taxi. And farting massively as you... She crept over me. <laughs> and I was a good friend there because I, I could have, you know, made it clear to the taxi driver and all around. She just farted. Yes, yeah, but no. I, I didn't. I kept no, it. No. And it. And it was a stinker. What? Yes. Thank goodness so I we, got out. We had that to um, put up with for the rest of our time. Let's just wrap it up. We'll okay. wrap it up. Yeah. That's weird as well, isn't it? Wrap it up. That's a weird saying. Like when you wrap yeah, a present. when you wrap a present, you're putting an end to it. You know, you're not wrapping it up. You're putting an end to a present, are you? Well, you're, you're co- sealing it. You're sealing it. You're covering it. You're sealing. We're not covering anything. No, uh, anything. Come on. Do you learn nothing? Nothing. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so, people, yeah. I think that you. Uh, Go on, say it. Well, I think they might have learned something this week because okay. I feel like I've learned something. I was waiting for your catchphrase. Oh, it was... Sorry, you were building. Oh, there was a build. Oh, yes. I'm so sorry. Don't knock it, honestly. Just, oh, it's got, it's like, it needs tension built. We need some, like, moments to go. And I just think the thing about identity, right, is do it or don't. Well done. It's brilliant. But do you think, I think, uh, yeah. The, you the, thought that was me clapping. That was actually me slow farting. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done a fart like that? <laughs> it sounds like a slow clap. <laughs> I do wish that there was a little bit of me that wishes that when you did fart, that your cheeks would clap together like yeah, that. Yeah, but they do sometimes, don't they? No, that's not, that's not, that's not, that. that's, that's your sweet Oh, you're taking it down a level. No, it is. I like the word sphincter. Oh, stop weird? it. No, but it's weird. That this is a weird thing, though, that the sphinx... I knew you were going to say something about the sphinx. I knew it. It's called the sphinx. Yeah. And then we have a sphincter. <laughs> Not related. That would be strange. Imagine if they made big, you know, impressive, sphinx. next to the pyramids, beautiful models of sphincters. Here's a sphinx. Here's a sphincter. <laughs> Sphinx. Like they're related. It's the sphincter. Yeah. That's right, beautiful. we need to stop saying uh, that word. <laughs> Sorry, people. Right? Look, you guys have a beautiful week because I've enjoyed you this you week. You don't like me talking to the listeners, do you? <laughs> Usually it's you rabbiting. No, it's... Okay, do ra- why do we do that, rabbit? Oh. Rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Okay. Why do no, we I do that? No, actually, that is weird. Like, rabbits don't talk. No. Right. We'll find out. We'll find okay. out. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll Google it. <laughs> you have a good week, people. Lots of love. I love you. Have Bye-bye. a lovely week. And we will see you next week. And I can't wait. I am wetting myself with excitement. Yeah. Okay? I'm moist. Metaphorically. <laughs> Kirsty's actually wetting yeah. herself. I love you. Have a good week. Have a good week. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this week's Don't Laugh But and you'd like to hear more, then maybe start questioning your life decisions. 